you know, we look at it that if our customers aren't successful, we will not be successful. Sure. So you really have to, you know, make sure that they are successful and that can change in all different dynamics based on, you know, really the way the industry is heading. Uh, but, you know, it's it's really you got to treat your customers like family. And also in order to do that, you have to have employees that can do that. And so, you know, it's in, our employees are extremely important to to the company and really making it successful as well. Hello, and welcome to the Elevator Careers podcast, sponsored by the Allred Group. I am your host, Matt Allred. In this podcast, we talk to the people whose lives and careers are dedicated to the vertical transportation industry to inform and share lessons learned, building upon the foundation of those who have gone before to inspire the next generation of Elevator Careers. Today, we are talking with J.T. Peely, President and CEO of The Peely Company. The Peely Company started in 1905 in New York, manufacturing elevator doors. As a leader in elevator components manufacturing, the company is known for quality and customer service. In 2022, J.T. succeeded his father, Hank Peely, as President and CEO and as the fifth generation of the Peelys to lead the company. J.T. is optimistic and is looking forward to a bright future. J.T., welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you. No, I'm, I'm excited to, to be able to talk. It was good to meet you last fall at the NAEC conference in Kentucky and and I didn't get a lot of time to talk there on the floor, but um, I'm excited to talk to you a little bit more about your company. And, and a long time before I met you, I would hear about Peely Doors and Peely Quality and the Peely Company. And and so, you know, to be able to to talk with you a little bit more about what that all means is is really exciting. So Tell me how how you got started in the elevator industry. So I came in uh, after college. Uh, so I've worked my entire career with with the Peely Company, and I started as a truck driver. And I used to drive and deliver our tools to our installation department. Very cool. And then uh, from there, I moved into sales. Then I worked in accounting. Uh, then I went back to the installation department and eventually uh, took over that department. And, you know, from, from there, I've continued to grow through, uh, within the company. Very cool. Very good. So I'm just curious, you know, and I, I think I mentioned this to you once before I, I talked to, uh, I think it was T Bruce McKinnon. He said, you know, with family businesses, they say the the first generation makes it second, takes it third, breaks it. And so you're, you're fifth generation now, which is super impressive, um, that you've, you know, been in the business that long, but, um, what, what were, was your kind of your aspiration had you in other words did you think early on that hey yeah i want to do what my family does there was always that that idea of yeah this this might be something what that i want to do uh you know i think as i got older it's really looking at you know the the opportunity to continue to really build the legacy that we've built and you know as you said it's it is very rare for a company to reach fifth generation and you know it's something i take a lot of pride in Absolutely. Absolutely. Was there part of you that, that kind of said, heck no, I, I don't, I don't really want that responsibility. There were at times. <laughs> I think that's, I think that's natural. So JT, I'm, I, I mentioned, you know, just being super impressed with, with five generations. And as I'm, as I'm kind of thinking through my own head, I mean, I, love my dad to death but sometimes you know the the idea of of working that closely in the same business and then even kind of being a, a you know a, a successor um 
it just makes me wonder how, you know, some of the things that you've dealt with and and not just you, but right. Grandpa, great grandpa, you know, uh, back. Um, I think, I think you certainly must have a great relationship, but, but certainly there gotta be those times when you're like, Oh, I don't know if I can do this. Right. I, we're going to kill each other if we get into business together. Yeah. I mean, I, I think there's, there's always, you know, there's always that thought that, you know, how, how will we do this? But, you know, my, my father really was, you know, throughout the whole process, especially just even my decision to come into the company. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was, he was very hands-off. He was very supportive of, you know, do, do what makes you happy. Cool. And if that's not coming into the company, then that's fine. That That's how it is. And, you know, I think he really took that through as I came into the company as well, that, you know, kind of let me, you know, he's not always telling me what to do. He's letting me kind of, you know, build myself and, you know, not trying to himself on me and, and really letting me become my own person and, and go the professional route that I really want to. Yeah, no, that's, that's huge. Cause I, I can just, even myself in, in my own boys, I, I can just see myself wanting to maybe micromanage a little bit or, Oh, I don't, don't screw that up. Or, you know, just, just maybe being a little over the top, but I think it says a lot about who, who he is and and the trust he has in you to, to hand you this, this huge responsibility and this legacy. And, and, and certainly it's got, you know, his name on it. It's like, how's this going to go? And can I, can I let go without, uh, you know, I don't know. I just, uh, I'm just kind of <laughs> thinking, thinking through all of that. I, so I think that probably was maybe the hardest thing for him would be to being able to let go. Sure. But I mean, he's, he's really kind of stepped back and, and really let me, you know, drive the company in the direction that I want to take it. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. Which, which, and especially if it doesn't quite line up exactly with where he wants to take it. Right. Because, you know, he, it would just, uh, it, it takes a big man, I think, to do that. And, yeah. and I, that's what I'm, I'm seeing. And certainly, you, you know, for, for multiple generations, it wasn't just dad, it was grandpa, it was great grandpa. And and kind of the tension from from father to son, and at the same time, the success of oh hey you know he can do this I can let go I don't need to let it be about me and my ego and and my pride let me let me let go I'll step back and uh, let the next generation run with it so yeah yeah I mean I would definitely say you know we definitely have a different background different uh, different sure. way of thinking different leadership style. But, you know, I also think he probably looked at it as in, you know, cultures change, new generations sure. are coming in. You also have to look at it like, you know, a smart leader knows that, okay, well, you have to change with the times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and and certainly, you know, he having grown up in the business would have kind of given his heart and soul to it too. And so to to let go and say, okay, next generation this may need to go somewhere that, that I can't see. Again, that just says a lot about his ability to, to trust you and, and, and not make it about a, <laughs> again, about him and, and his pride, because I, I just, I see it a lot. And I think, I, I wonder if that's one of the reasons that multiple, multiple generation companies struggle is because of the uh, inability to let go. Yeah. 
no i mean that definitely makes sense yeah. but the good thing is you know he's he's a phone call away so any anytime i have a question or need some advice he's easy to reach yeah that's that's awesome thank you for yeah kind of speaking through that with me i would think so um and, and i've talked to a lot of people who you know maybe they grew up in the industry or dad or grandpa or whatever and you know and until a certain point it was like i don't want to do that um but then uh you know something happens was was there a a a moment or a point where it just kind of clicked and you were like this is this is where i see myself i think it was it was probably sometime in college when i okay. really thought about it and started thinking about you know what what career path do i really want to take mm-hmm. and that's when it really clicked on me that you know this is this is the way i want to go yeah what were you studying in college if i may so i studied anthropology and economics Cool. I mean, yeah, I mean, economics probably a little more in line with business, I guess, but I guess anthropology is all about people. So if you're going to be a leader of people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, I, I think I took a lot away from that. Just really, really helped me understand that, you know, the people's culture and their background is extremely important in, you know, really how you, how you have a business relationship with them. It's, you know, to motivate people, you need to know what drives them. And a lot of that's based on their cultural background. Very much so. Yeah. What What do they want? What do they expect? What do they need? And and you know, if you're not providing those things, they're not going to stick around long. So certainly to to keep the company going. Um. So so tell me a little bit about the the beginnings of Peely. I think you said 1905, which is is so far back. I mean, it's it's not like it's ancient history, but I think <laughs> things were so different, right? Technology yes. and and transportation and logistics and and I guess the really kind of the elevator was just kind of brand new technology in those days. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, that's really, I mean, the elevator would have started taking off around that time. A lot of it due to uh, really growth in the cities and okay. just expansion. And, you know, there was a need to move things up instead of out. Sure. And, you know, that's where we really came into play. Uh, one of the biggest things for us was, there's a few innovations we were really known for at the time, uh, but we were first really to create a fire rated door. Okay. And that made a huge difference as as the buildings began to grow and, and things started to grow up. So was that kind of an invention or, I mean, was there a, had they said there's a need for that or what? I'm just curious what spurred that on. Uh, there was, I think, a requirement at some point and we actually, I believe, are, might have already had it. In place. Oh, okay, so you were you were kind of ready to go when the the requirement came in. Was it was it New York City that said, "Okay, this needs to be fire rated"? I believe so. <laughs> I don't know all the details. I know really you weren't there at the time for sure, but uh, <laughs> um, but obviously, yeah, having the the product already there and um, and being able to to kind of jump on that opportunity is is big. So I know over time the Peely Company had taking on some other uh, other parts, uh, you know, other divisions, other, other uh, you know, products, uh, but but seems to have always come back to the elevator door. Has that always been a kind of a, a consistent part of your business? Yes. Yeah, so the elevator, elevator door, really the freight elevator door has been with us through the entire company, uh, through its entire lifespan. So, you know, in the early 20s in New York, we actually started doing installations. Okay. Of our elevator doors, and then the 1940s, uh, we 
purchased a company and began making escalators. And then in uh, the 60s, 70s, and 80s, we really started to diversify. And that's where we went more outside of the elevator industry. And that's where we made, you know, all kinds of glass doors, aircraft hangar doors. Uh, We did make cart lifts. So back, you know, something that's still related to the elevator industry. Uh, We made residence elevators at one point. Uh, And then really in the 1990s is when we really refocused. Uh, I know there was a recession in the 1990s and that really, uh, you know, made us made us relook at the company. And that's when we really shut down uh, all the other manufacturing facilities and kept the Canadian one. And we went back to just making freight elevator doors. So the Canadian one is is where you make the elevator doors then. Is that how how long have, have you had that uh, presence in Canada? Uh, so actually we were in, we Peely Limited, so our Canadian corporation, uh, it was, was created in 1926. Uh, but that was actually created and then we licensed out our uh, manufacturing of the elevator doors to Otis in Canada. Really? Yep. And then in the 1960s, we built a new factory in Canada. And that's really where everything started growing from there within Canada. So so licensing it out, but then really kind of pulling it back in and saying, okay, we're we're gonna do this in-house, in other words. Yeah. Well, they the licensing agreement ran out. Okay. And then uh we started competing against each other. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, and I'm sure there's yeah, definitely competition in that space. Um tell me tell me a little bit about installing the doors because you you told me you're you're still doing that um especially in in new york city which i think is quite unique among uh you know manufacturers of, of elevator components i don't i don't know of very many others that that actually go out and install their own stuff after they manufacture it but uh, tell me a little bit more about how how that came about and and it sounds like it's still a, a core part of your business yeah yeah so originally it would have come about because uh, we used to sell to the building directly. Okay. So that has that changed uh, probably in the 30s or 40s, maybe. Okay. Probably 30s, closer to the 30s. So, I mean, that was really, you know, that was part of it that somebody had to in- install our product. And since we were selling it directly to the building, that's really, you know, the only way to. So to I'm really trying to understand this. So, so the building would have, would have, come it would have been really the been the one sourcing the product so, okay otis bring us a box and okay you know <laughs> you know bring us uh whatever components you will and then we've got to kind of source our other stuff we're going to buy yeah. the door i don't know if we have to buy our own ropes or shifts or <laughs> you know how we have to put this all together but that's uh that's kind of fascinating just given where we've come as an industry yep. yeah and then you know as that changed uh you know, I, I think people were just so used to having us install our own equipment that it just made sense for them to to really continue to use us. I mean, we had the expertise. We are the manufacturer. Sure. So, you know, it, it would have made sense for them. No, I think it's great. And it's, I think it speaks a lot to your company of the fact that other contractors would say, hey, Peely, we want your door and we want you to to put it in. Um I, I'm just envisioning in my own head, you know, a little bit of a, you know, maybe even a power struggle of, of hey, if we're going to do this, we want to do the door. But to invite in 
another company other than the contractor that's that's you know doing the rest of the work i think that says a lot yeah yeah i mean it definitely speaks to you know our product definitely and yeah i mean our our ability to you know really provide a complete service from yeah, the yeah. beginning to the end of the elevator door yeah i, I think it yeah it definitely speaks to the to the product to to your company overall the respect they have for you the the fact that they know you're going to deliver on time and and a product that you know they can they can stand behind and you'll stand behind and um what would you say are some of your um i mean we're we're talking a little bit about the the product you know the quality of the product but um what are kind of your um i don't know just your your core of your strategy as a company uh yeah quality product being one yeah so i mean it's you know the company was built around you know really providing a robust and quality product but you know what really i think makes us peely makes us who we are is really the you know our customer service so you know we look at it that if our customers aren't successful we will not be successful sure so you really have to you know make sure that they are successful and that could change in all different dynamics based on, you know, really the way the industry is heading. Uh, but, you know, it's it's really you got to treat your customers like family. And also in order to do that, you have to have employees that can do that. And so, you know, it's an, our employees are extremely important to, to the company and really making it successful as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I have a, I have a quick example. So actually, uh, when I was in New York... There was one of our customers, their elevator controller, uh, they were about to do an inspection and their controller wasn't working. Uh, we would could not send it to them, uh, get it to them the next day. So I actually got on a flight, flew out that morning, uh, picked up the part. Somebody met me at the airport from the factory, turned around, got back on a plane and literally actually delivered it to them that same day. That's awesome. That's awesome. So yeah, well, I mean, you kind of prove the customer service aspect that hey this is this is going to work and we are going to get it to you and even if we have to you know go to you know great lengths to to make it happen and obviously that that's going to speak to them over and over and over as they think about oh who should we do business with when it comes to to these doors yep yeah yeah and i mean there's there's just i mean there's so many people that have been in the industry for so long as well it's it's so important that you know you're going to work with these people for potentially the rest of your career so you know obviously first impressions matter but you know it's important to keep on servicing them and and really continuing to help them absolutely no and, and it's it's yeah it's interesting to hear you say that because i so many of the people i know in the industry stay in the industry they they don't want to leave they you know you kind of find their home what what do you think it is that that keeps elevator professionals in the space and you know there's to me it's kind of something magical and I'm, I'm always trying to find out what it is i mean i i think it's really the relationships that people build and it's just yeah i mean it's such a close-knit community that you know it just seems like people when people come in it's like okay well why would i ever leave like uh, all my friends are here so i'm working i'm actually working <laughs> with my friends uh, and I think that's true. And, I, and I've heard that from others that, you know, I was talking to one gentleman who'd been at it. He was in his seventies, right. Been at it 50 something years and all my friends are here. Right. It, it's uh, and every time I get together for a, you know, a, a golf outing or a conference or something, it's, it's kind of like a family reunion. So uh, <laughs> there, in, in my experience, there aren't very many 
uh, industries that are have that that cohesion and that that closeness and um so that's uh that's awesome that's awesome um what um what would you say you know to to somebody because just knowing that people come into the industry and uh, and not that everybody stays and not that everybody needs to stay right but but for those that that come in and it clicks and it's like hey this is this is cool what what kind of advice would you give and especially to those who who want to make a long-term career out of out of the elevator industry so i mean one of the first things i would say is you know make sure you i guess really listen to those people who can mentor you because mm-hmm. they have all that knowledge change rapidly but you know you're going to look, deal with elevators that are 40, 50 years old, and you're going to deal with new ones. And, you know, just, you know, try to gain as much knowledge as you can, because yeah, I mean, it's really invaluable. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who are some of your biggest mentors? So my father, of course, mm-hmm. which makes sense. Uh, yeah. And then, you know, really in my company, uh, one of them would be Steve Reynolds. So he, uh, he ran our he was an engineer. He ran our R&D department. He ran our sales department. So he really has just this vast knowledge of not only our product, but also just the industry as a whole. Sure. Probably probably knows half the people and <laughs> yep. the, the other half are just a, a phone call away. So um, uh, no, no, that's awesome. That's uh, to, to your point about relationships. Um, and, and I think that's part of what really informs the customer service is is yeah we're gonna we're gonna be working with these people over and over and over and so we're gonna do right every single time because you know why why sacrifice this one you know you, it probably doesn't even cross your mind right but but there are i think there are companies certainly out there that uh oh hey we'll just we'll just let this one slip well if you want the business next week and the next week you're you're going to be there and you're going to do the right thing and um you know they expect it and and they're going to they're going to keep coming back. Yep. Yeah, and people people remember when you do something wrong. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So. Absolutely. No, and, and and honestly to build a a legacy that's almost 120 years old now, I think speaks a lot to, you know, just integrity, the family that you know has been standing behind the the products and your service and and how you show up. So um, to me, it speaks a lot to just, just the industry. I mean, I know a lot of other companies, certainly not as old, but, but Hey, we want to want to do the right thing, do the right thing by our customer and everybody else. And and it goes a long, long, long way. Um, so um, what I'm just curious, you know, you don't, you don't have to share if you don't want, but any, any, any uh, challenging lessons, any hard lessons you've learned along the way, as you kind of stepped into, to this world uh it's a good question there's been a lot but you know i think i think one of the things i i always think about is you know never ever promise i mean in the end if something it's construction especially with the installation side things go wrong you have you have to always know you know in the back of your mind that there there's a possibility that something can go wrong so right. you know never ever promise that's beautiful. Yeah, I, I used to have an old boss that used to say, "Under promise and over deliver." Exactly. Every single time, right? you'll, you'll be <laughs> successful. So I, I love that. Um, as uh, so, as we kind of wrap up, um, getting close to our time here, but 
what what words of wisdom would you uh, maybe share, you know, with the industry or just kind of what would you like to to share with our listeners? Yeah, so, uh, I mean, you know, really it goes back to, you know, really just the the idea of what ICPLE is, is, you know, a, a customer first business. And, you know, as the next generation comes into the into the industry, I mean, it's, you know, it's important for us to to really teach them and mentor them in whatever aspect we can. And, you know, we always have to think about the end user and, you know, how, how can we really, you know, provide the best product and maybe even provide a service that they don't even know at this point that they need. Perfect. That's, that's beautiful. Really, really going above and beyond, right. Going beyond the expectations. Um, that's perfect. Thank you so much, JT, for being here. It's been great talking with you. Any, anything else you want to share before we close? Uh, no, I think we're good. It's been right. great. Great talking with you, Matt. Thank you. Have a great day. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Elevator Careers podcast sponsored by the Allred Group, a leader in elevator industry recruiting. You can check us out online at elevatorcareers.net. Please subscribe and until next time, stay safe.